So, we're in week two of the story series. Uh, basically, this series is just about sto- stories that you may have known before. Uh, stories from the Bible that you've heard. Stories that, that hopefully you can find new meaning in, new truth in. Uh, this week... The title is, If You Smell What the Rock is Cooking, because we're going to talk about Peter, who was known as the rock of the church. And I want to talk about Peter. We just read this scripture uh, a couple of weeks ago, so I'm just going to read parts of it, But base, and I've got several more to read, but basically, uh, this is the one where Jesus is walking on the water, Peter sees him, and this is from Matthew 14, 25 through 31, and Peter calls out to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus, and he actually walked on the water, and we talked about this, like I said, and then the next line, but when he saw the strong winds and waves, he was terrified and began to sink. That's Peter's life, uh during his time with Jesus in a nutshell, like those two moments where he was super successful and was so boldly stepping out in faith, stepping out uh, for Jesus, stepping out to be like Jesus, being a leader of the disciples, and then almost immediately flipping it because he messed up, because he uh, doubted himself, or because he got scared, or because he wasn't sure what would happen. And throughout his story, we can see more in common with him, I think, than most other people in the Bible, because he really tried. He really did his best. He was one of the leaders of the disciples, but sometimes he would just say things that were out there. He would try almost too hard, or he wouldn't know when to try the best and when to not. And I think we all have been in those positions before, where it's like, we really want to do our best. We really want to stand up for Jesus. We really want to stand out in our faith, but sometimes we just screw up, or sometimes we say the wrong thing, or or like we talk without thinking, or we act without thinking, or we get so doubtful of ourselves, or we get so focused on what's around us that we kind of mess up, and that's who Peter is, and that's why I wanted to talk about him. Uh, And it's very different from the story of Jonah last week, where he had such anger and hatred in his heart that he refused to even see a certain group of people as people. Now, unfortunately, that happens in the world today. But for Peter, he tried. And like all of his mistakes were came, still came from trying. And so hopefully that's how we live. Not that we make a ton of mistakes, but that they come when we try our best. Uh, so I want to go to Matthew chapter 16, verses 15 through 18. Then he asked them, this is Jesus, but who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you're Peter, which means rock. See, and upon this rock, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. So basically, Peter was the first person to recognize Jesus as the Messiah. Jesus had not told him that yet. But Peter knew the scripture and he knew who Jesus was and he'd seen stuff. And so when Jesus said, who am I? Peter jumped out boldly saying, you are the Messiah. You are who we are worshiping. You are who we should follow. You are the king. And Jesus is like, that's right. This is how you're going to be the church. And so he really gives him praise. Uh, It's kind of like if you're in class and the teacher asks this really hard question that nobody knows. And all of a sudden Cooper raises his hand and he's like, I got to guess. And he gets it right because he's just taking a chance and he thinks he knows it. And the teacher's like, dude, you are, Cooper, you are the rock on which I'm going to build this class. And they're like, Cooper, you are just awesome. And Cooper feels so good about it. And he, and everybody else kind of hates him a little bit because he got it right and he looks really special. But you know, some of us have been, we've all been in that situation in one way or another. Um, 
maybe not with school, but maybe with sports or maybe with our job or maybe in life, just some situation where we really had it. We really knew what we were doing. We really just, that was our day. And so that's Peter. And Jesus says, you're going to be what builds the church. Like you're going to be this rock. You're going to to be firm. Um, And see, Simon Peter was his name. And Simon means reed, like the kind that waves around like the weeds kind of things, plant kind of things. And Peter is rock. And so this was Jesus saying, hey, you are really going in the right direction. Now we go ahead just a little bit, just like a passage later to Matthew 16, 21 through 23. From then on, Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem and that he would suffer many terrible things at the hands of the elders, the leading priests and the teachers of religious law. He would be killed, but on the third day he would be raised from the dead. But Peter took him aside and began to reprimand him for saying such things. Heaven forbid, Lord, he said, this will never happen to you. Jesus turned to Peter and said, get away from me, Satan. You are a dangerous trap to me. You are seeing things merely from a human point of view, from not from God's. So this is, like I said, Matthew 16, uh, 21 through 23. The verse I just read where Jesus said, hey, you are awesome, Peter. You got it right. That you're the rock was just three verses before. And so now Peter, again, jumps out with an answer he thinks is right. Jesus is like, hey, I'm going to die. Now, if any of us said that, if Rob comes in next week and he's like, hey, guys, I'm going to die. The the other pastors are going to kill me. Uh, we'd have a lot of questions there and there'd be a lot of inquiries and, and, and worries and all kinds of things. But you know, we'd be like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, that's not going to happen. You know, we'll protect you, etc. And so that's what Peter's trying to do. Like he has, he thinks that he's saying the right thing. And that's again, who Peter is during his time with Jesus. He jumps, he jumps without thinking. And often it's about 50-50. Often he's doing great. And he's like, I've got it. And I, I know what I'm doing. But the other half of the time, he's like, hey, I have no idea what I'm talking about, but I'm really trying. And so in this situation, the reason Jesus calls him Satan is not because Peter is evil, but because Jesus very much loved being with us. Like Jesus was living as a human, fully God, fully human, but he loved being with his creation. He loved being with the people. He loved being with the disciples and teaching and healing and helping and all of these things. And so even though Jesus never sinned, he still felt temptation. And that's why he went to the desert. But he felt temptation in his human self. And so he wanted to stay. Uh, There's a part later on in Jesus' life where he prays in the garden and he cries because he wants to stay, but he says God's will be done. Like, this is the plan. I'm not going to go away from it. But he still wants it. And so even knowing he's going to go in that direction and do what he's supposed to do and die for us, he still wants to stay. And so when Peter says that, This is like one of your friends backing one of your bad ideas, and they shouldn't. And this is why it's so important to have people around that will give you the right advice, etc. But in this case, Peter thinks that he's doing the right thing. He thinks that that he's like, oh, no, no, you're the Messiah. Like, you're the Savior. You're never going to die. And he thinks he's saying the same thing. And Jesus is like, dude, you got to look at this from an eternal point of view, not from a, a... human. Um, So often we look at things from a human point of view, and obviously we're human, but that's why we tend towards hate and why we tend towards anger and why we tend towards judgment. Because from a human point of view, people suck. Like from a human point of view, if somebody does something wrong, like they never deserve anything good in their life. We like, we all know that we all feel that, but Jesus is like, you can't look at things like that. You have to look at it from a, a godly point of view, from my point of view, Jesus point of view, in that everyone 
has done the wrong thing at one point or another. And, and although murder is obviously worse than lying, like everybody has gone against God. And so everybody deserves the same chance, which is they don't deserve a chance, but he died for everyone. And so he's saying to Peter, like, hey, you are going to be the church after me. So you've got to get this under control and you've got to be able to tell people what's right and what's wrong. You've got to be able to stand up and not just give the human answer. Um, I know that for me, it's very hard to <clears throat> feel like people don't like me. Uh, and I don't like myself, and so like it's something I put on it. But I feel, if I feel like I've messed up, I feel like I've let people down, that's very hard for me. Uh, and that's a human thing. Um, because a lot of us, a lot of people want to be people pleasers. Like, we want people to like us. And so some people get in a lot of trouble just continuing saying yes or continuing to do what they know they shouldn't do, but they really want those people to like them. And I've said this before, I'll say this again. If anybody needs you or wants you to do something against what you believe, against what you know is right, and that's the only way they like you, they're never going to like you. Like, they just want to use you. And so Jesus is saying to Peter, like, hey, you don't have to be a people pleaser. You can be more than this. And so after that, they continued along like Peter learned his lesson he kept trying he kept doing well he went out and he taught he helped Jesus he did everything he could he was one of the three leaders of the disciples after Jesus uh, and then Jesus gets arrested and so Peter and the other disciples had fallen asleep while Jesus is praying he told them three times to wake up they kept falling asleep that's not the worst thing in the world like they should have stayed awake because it's an important moment but still people fall asleep it's not like they were actively forcing themselves to fall asleep um, but then the, the, the soldiers show up and Judas shows up. And so that's where we get to John 18, 10 through 11. Uh, then Simon Peter drew a sword and slashed off the right ear of Malchus, the high priest's slave. Uh, but Jesus said to Peter, put your sword back into its sheath. Shall I not drink from this cup of suffering the father has given me? So again, Peter thinks that he's doing the right thing. He sees this situation. He sees his friend, his savior, being arrested. And he knows that he hasn't done anything wrong. And so he's like, I'm going to fight. This is the time to fight. Because he still saw the Messiah the way that a lot of people, everybody at that time saw the Messiah as somebody who was going to bring victory in that moment. They thought that heaven was going to be an earthly kingdom. They thought that Jesus was going to take down Rome and just set up a kingdom on earth. Now, you know, eventually, if you read through Revelation, that happens, but not in the same way. And so Peter's like, I'm going to step up and I'm going to show him that I am the rock. I'm going to show him that, that I can fight for him, that I can do what's right. And so he cuts off the guy's ear. Now, in other passages we know that Jesus healed the guy's ear and said Peter what's up this is not how we do it um so often I think especially when we get angry at something that deserves anger so mistreatment or abuse or somebody doing the wrong thing to somebody else somebody that we care about is hurt uh we really want to pick up our sword like we really want to fight we really want to go at it and we think that's what we're supposed to do but Jesus here is saying like Peter that's that's not it like you have to live like me all of the time not just when it's easy and so again we see Peter trying and then you know uh, when Jesus is hanging on the cross and they come to Peter and they're like, hey, aren't you with him? No way, man. I don't know him. Hey, hey, no, I'm pretty sure I saw you. And he's like, no, dude. And, you know, he does it a third time. And then he realizes what he's done. And he's not, he's not doing it in a way like people will be like, I hate, I don't want to worship. I don't believe in church. I don't believe. He still believed, but he was scared and rightfully scared because people around him were dying. His friend, his savior was dying. And so he denies him three times and then he realizes it. And so again, we see how up and down he is. We see how he goes from cutting off a dude's ear, trying to fight for Jesus, which was the wrong thing, but still going that boldly to not even being willing to say that he knows Jesus. And then 
Jesus dies and he's lost for three days and then Jesus comes back and and I've talked about this before but there's this amazing part where Jesus asks him three times do you love me and Peter kind of gets kind of upset because he's like don't you understand and then it clicks and he's like oh and so from the moment Jesus came back and then went up to heaven Peter was a completely different person it's not that he never messed up it's not that he never had issues but I want to read this last passage here this is Acts 2 36 uh, through 39 and this is Peter as he's starting the church, and as Jesus is up in heaven, and so it's Peter as the leader. Uh, And that didn't mean to rhyme. So let everyone in Israel know for certain that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, to be both Lord and Messiah. Peter's words pierced their hearts, and they said to him and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? Peter replied, Each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God, and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ with the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you, to your children, and to those far away, all who have been called by the Lord our God. So now he is in a place where Jesus is not next to him. And so you would think that now he's going to be all over the place again, but this is when he really picks up his strength and where he really becomes the rock and where he really starts to lead the church and where he really says everything. He starts to do things right. He starts to do what Jesus would do. Uh, And he learned all of that from Jesus. He learned that from his ups and downs. And so the point is, you guys are pretty young and, and... most of you in this room are pretty young. And so you're still at this point in your life where you're learning. And you're going to have some days where you do everything pretty right. And you're going to have some days where you do everything pretty wrong. But as you get older, take heart from those lessons and understand that, that when you fail, that doesn't make you a failure. It just means that you failed. And so you pick that up and you learn. And so Peter was so up and down, but eventually he kept going forward and he kept being the leader that he was supposed to do. And he kept being the example he was supposed to be. And that's because he went through all of that before. And each time it wasn't like, oh, I'm not going to try today. He tried really hard all the time. He just screwed up some and that he still learned from that. And Jesus taught him from that. And when it was finally, the chips are down and it's just on him and the other disciples, he really steps up. And so a lot of times we don't trust ourselves. We think that that we can only do something as long as somebody else is there to help us. But but Jesus sees something different for us, for you. He sees something more in you. And so you have this chance to learn, to grow, to be better. You just have to keep trying. You have to keep learning when you do mess up and understanding that's not the end of things, but it's the beginning of learning so you don't do the same thing again. And that's what we can learn from Peter. That's what we can learn for, from this story is Throughout all of that, the ups, the downs, Jesus never gave up on him. Peter may have given up on himself a couple times, but Jesus never gave up on him. So Peter kept going, kept growing, kept learning. And eventually he became the rock of the church and he did so much. He wrote books of the Bible. He did everything he could to train others, to help others. And all of us can do that too. Maybe not in the same way, but in the way of once we realize that Jesus is never going to give up on us, we can pick that up and go forward trusting him to help us all the way. And that's all I got.